I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The halls have been decked, but they're not the only thing that is going to be decked this week. It's VGC, a video game podcast with me, Jordan Midler, Chris Gillian and Andy Robinson. It's a fun show this week, but we've got a bit of news to talk about up front. But before that, how are we doing, folks? Chris, how are you? In person, I can touch it. I, I can, just touch his knee. Just touch his knee right there. I'm well. I'm, I'm very tired, but mm. I'll tell you how tired I am. Here's an anecdote. Okay, here Not we go. With an anecdote, if that's okay. <laughs> I was coming out the tube station just to, to get here. And you know, the tube, the, the posters kind of repeat over and over again. Uh-huh. And I was just kind of glimpsing. I saw a poster. It was a, a wee kid holding up a sign that says, um, Where is Elijah? Robertson or something I was like fuck I hope they find that kid this is shame and up a wee bit further and see him again oh my they've paid a lot of money to, to, to find. and it wasn't until like the fourth or fifth repetition that I saw it was like one of those bootleg Where's Wally books and the kid's like holding his own book <laughs> his own name on it I was like well at least they found him oh, is that like one of those books that you can get for your kid and you put their name in yeah, it kind yeah, of thing yeah. oh, that's 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 some proper. I thought you were going to wake up and call it in. I found him. <laughs> He's found himself He's on platform two. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I can't do the podcast this week. I've, I've, I'm knee deep in this extreme Elijah I'm, Robinson I'm mystery. In a child, <laughs> not for the first time. Well, how are you, Andy? <laughs> uh, I'm all right. Yeah, um, I was very sleepy on the district line on the way here. Murder, mm. murder, long journey. Yeah, it's why is it so difficult getting anywhere around London? Let's do London checks. I think London's uh, depressing as a place. Is it though? Yeah. Is it, well, it's depressing. Yeah, I mean, Britain's depressing. That's, that's fair. Yeah, uh, it's easy to get round it though. It does impress me how basically wherever you are, if you open up maps, it, it will be like, oh, just get over here, just take like fifteen different things. See, in Glasgow, Chris, as you know, we have the most elite subway system in the world. <laughs> it's two circles. You either go left or you go right, and that's <laughs> it. You can never get lost in the Glasgow underground. Yeah. Um, what time did you come down here this morning, Chris? I got up at five in the morning to get my flight. I wasn't so bad. I, I left the house just after seven. Got here for about quarter to two. I'm a train man mm. rather than a plane man, but um, I enjoyed it. I was just like, for the first time in ages, I finally got to just sit and play games. What did you spent, play? I spent four and a half hours playing Doctor Mario sixty four. <laughs> Do you see what happens? Like, and look at the opportunity to play. Like, but listen, I'll, I'll give you my logic behind it because I, I, I know I've got Mario sitting there, Mario um, Wonder sitting there. Right, to be for the, for, the, for the listeners, this man's not played Mario Wonder, Zelda, Pikmin, or Alan Wake, Spider Man, or oh, Spider Man One. Um, I, I just like I, my logic is that. I was up really late last night writing stuff and like I didn't want to start Mario and then fall asleep 30 minutes into it because that's just miserable. I want I need to be fully mm. ready for it because that's, that's an event for me. Yeah, and the four hours you had wasn't enough time to really get into it. Well, I just I was I was just worried that I would that I would fall asleep into it and like struggle through it. And and there's people talking around about it and it's really annoying. Is that like, it needs to be it needs to be optimum conditions for a Mario game? Do you not get a first class carriage to yourself? No, no not not. Um, no, not in the end. Those days, those days are gone. Those yeah. days are gone. I sat and played Vampire Survivors on my Steam Deck OLED the entire way down. It was fantastic. Wow. What, what a tremendous, tremendous uh, game. 
first, before we get into the thousands of questions that the VGC maniacs uh, have asked, there was a bit of news this week. Um, Insomniac was the victim of a huge data breach following uh, a ransom last week. <coughs> As you may have seen, this was handled uh, very sensibly online by everyone. They were super calm about it. Um, but Andy, could you give us a, a small rundown of how we covered it and the reasons we didn't cover certain things? I'll just take that cough sweet back. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally yeah. asked him just as if I was like, literally, honk. <laughs> um, what are we talking about? Like, Insomniac, yeah. Um, so, uh, I, I mean, obviously, for anyone who doesn't know, I mean, there was a, a significant um, kind of data breach um, at, at, at uh, Insomniac, the PlayStation-owned kind of Spider-Man studio. Um, it was a ransomware, um, you know, kind of situation where they, I think they asked for $2 million dollars and Sony obviously didn't pay the money. Um, and they've released 1.3 million documents, and that includes tons and tons of personal information, basically like uh, HR documents and people's passports and payroll, um, I understand. Uh, so quite a malicious, uh, you know, a leak, really, if you want to call it that, hack. Um, so, I mean, we decided pretty quickly on the morning, didn't we, that we just weren't going to cover it. Yeah. Um, you, you know, like... It's for the sake of of people's uh, livelihoods, uh, amplifying this um, for the sake of what looked to be on the surface some some game names, you know, some stuff they're working on. You know, I I didn't want to touch it. We didn't want to touch it as a group. Um, it is a real thing. I mean, you're seeing um, you know kind of some developers talking about on, on social media now um, about there's some insomniac developers have had to. Like I've had all their cards frozen and stuff like that, mm. you know, because of fraud. Like already, um, there was um, someone else who was involved in a previous data breach who said that someone came across state lines with a shotgun to for her house Jesus. because they'd been banned from an online game because her address had been leaked in a like it's a real thing, right? Yeah. Um, at the same time, you know, I understand. Uh, you know, it's it's not we're in an easy position, right? I mean, we're an independent publication. Um, you know, we don't need we can forgo the traffic. Um, you know, it's very easy for me to say well, we're not going to do that. Um, there's lots of other people who are in different situations. Uh, you know, big publications that are under different kinds of uh, you know pressures and working different conditions. You know, I I fully empathise. You know, with with any other. You know, journalists who who uh, you know had to make a more difficult decision than we did. Um, you know, every day we decide as journalists what the value is in our coverage. That's that's not unusual. Um, you know, so I, I I've got nothing against anyone who's put it up. It's just we've decided not to do that. Fair enough. I think that's a very concise way um, of going through it. And it's not like as if because we didn't put it up, people who want to access that information of the, the shiny stuff can't. Um, you got anything to say on it, Chris, or do you concur with El Capitan? No, no, pretty much. It's just, <clears throat> it's, a, it's, a, it's a dodgy situation. You always get people saying, oh, well, what about in the past? It's like, what's the difference? Yeah. It's a difference. There's a difference between something just leaking. Like, people keep bringing up the Microsoft stuff. Um, and that was kind of their fault. They or, uploaded yeah. thousands of their own documents. So there's a bit of a difference there, but it's something that literally a week ago was being auctioned off for $2 million. It just feels a bit grubby. And I mean, like, there's, a, there's a clear difference on reporting on some documents that Microsoft have accidentally uploaded to a court, public yeah. court system, um, and covering, 
you know, and, and we've, by the way, we've, uh, you know, more significant stories that have value, right? Like, oh, they're planning a new console next year, revision, or, you know, they considered buying this company, yeah. or they, you know, there's this wrongdoing or issue. There were more significant stories in that as well. It, there's no different. We look at any story. Is there value in covering this or not? Yeah. Um, it just adds another layer that, well, in covering this, you're also amplifying, um, you know, th this this um, kind of leak. And um, in a way, also like sort of like giving them a, a bit more payoff to do it again, right? Like, I mean, there was a really great piece on the site, Aftermath, this week, where he wrote that, you know, kind of secrecy in games is, has always been ridiculous and, and it's always, you know, kind of frustrated me somewhat. Um, but these reveals have almost become a currency, right? And these these hackers know that because yeah. they're like, well, we're going to take that away from you for the next 10 years. And you're also, you're kind of validating that a little bit by, um, by, by amplifying that stuff. And you are amplifying it, right? Mm -hmm. There are sites with, a, you know, 100 million monthly readers who've covered that, that the info. I mean, to Chris's point, there's a clear difference, you know, between covering, uh, you know, something that's been been illegally stolen along with people's uh, personal information and, you know, a, something that's appeared on a retailer yeah, or yeah. something like that. And also there's a clear difference on covering the leak and the content of the leak. Yeah. I mean, I saw a lot of confusion last night. I was speaking to, you know, people who kind of DMs me and stuff to, to ask, you know, more about this. And there, you know, that was, there was, oh, I don't understand because you covered the the Capcom leak, because Capcom were hacked in exact a ransomware attack in exactly the same way in 2020. And I didn't think I had to explain to them that we didn't <laughs> cover that. You know, we yeah. covered the fact that the hack happened. Yeah. We didn't cover any of the information whatsoever. Um, you know, I can't speak for other websites, but there's been, you know, chatter this week, well, double standards, how comes, you know, when a um, American company, you know, this it happens to them, you don't cover it, but you know, Japanese company, it was going, but you know, we made the same decision then. Yeah. I, I, you know, we didn't cover any of the content on, on that leak for the same reason, because people, personal information in there, there's a, there's a clear difference. Um, you know, like it's, 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 you know, kind of, it's, we have a duty to our readers. Right. Um, and you know, we've clearly got standards, but it doesn't mean we don't have empathy for the people we cover, right? Like, I don't think anyone who reads VGC can, you know, kind of uh, sincerely accuse us of holding back. I mean, we cover leaks all the time, right? I mean, 99% of the time, if it's in the public domain, we're going to cover it. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it, for this particular one, we've decided not to do that, right? And, you know, there's all this is also brought into, into question um, in some circles, like, I mean, the games media loves a good, you know, uh, um, you know, naval gaze. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's now, you know, in certain circles, it's, well, well, hold on, what is the role of a game journalist and shouldn't you do this and you're not, um, you know, you, you, you shouldn't, you're not beholden to them, blah, blah. Well, it's not that simple, really. Because I think unless you work for a broadsheet, right, unless you work for like Washington Post or whatever, you kind of are intrinsically connected to the games industry, right? As someone who mm. runs a, a, a media business, games media business, we're intrinsically tied to the ups and downs of the, the, the games industry. I mean, you're already starting to see layoffs in some games media businesses, right? All the, the, the tough, horrible, horrific year the games industry's had is coming home to roost to us, mm. um, to, to, you know, to uh, various outlets. And I fear that that's going to get worse next year. 
Um, so, you know, I, I do think that we should be, you know, it's, it's not what you, look, I'm, I'm, I love journalism more than anyone. And I'm the first person you're going to see come out and call bullshit on, you know, uh, 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 you know, people who are breaching ethics or, you know, content creators, you know, not d disclosing properly, they're getting paid for their coverage and, and blah, blah, blah. But we also, you know, we're an enter we're entertainment press, really, mm. right? We kind of like, it's like the film press. We're, bene you know, we're benefiting from the success of that yeah. industry and we care about the health of that industry. I mean, it's only like a few weeks ago that everyone was rightly, you know, lambasting the Game Awards for not highlighting the, uh, you know, the, 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 the troubles of the, the games industry this year, including us, by the way. I wrote a, an op-ed about that, criticizing them for that. That was only a few weeks ago. And now it's like a lot of the same people are, are saying, well, no, this is, you know, it's ridiculous that you wouldn't cover this. Yeah. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of those poor developers like a, a couple of weeks ago and now it's like, fuck the developers, like, tell, like leak, the, leak the contents. It's like, and, that's, and that's fine, right? Like, yeah. this is, it, people grow and, and we are a young industry, right? One of the reasons I loved working in the, 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 the games media and covering the games industry was because we were young and because it evolved all the time. Like, you know, from when we started, it's unrecognizable oh, now, yeah. the, 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 the games industry. Like, the, 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 the number of people that it reaches and the kinds of games that you can make um, and the messages that you're able to put into those. And so as uh, the media covering that, you know, we can grow too. And I think that's okay. I think that's okay, you know, to for an outlet that did cover some of that, that other stuff to go, you know what? We're not gonna cover this one. And we've 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 learned. Um, you know, a lot of the criticism I think is coming from there's obviously there's 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 um chatter of this in the in the games media, which I think is totally valid. That's what I'm talking about. A lot of it coming from consumers, I think, is coming from bad actors. Oh yeah. Um, it's it's console war Absolutely. it's console war yeah. it's console war bollocks. It, yeah. it totally is. Like every person bar none in my uh, replies to my tweet saying we're not going to cover that has got an Xbox avatar yep. Yep. or, you know, clear, you know, past history of like just console war nonsense. And guys, like, you know, it's okay. You don't, <laughs> it's okay. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, we gave G Gran Turismo 7, what, three out of five. Yeah, like, I gave Starfield a five and I get more abuse for that yeah. than, than anything. So like, just it's okay, calm guys. down. Merry Christmas, console war is over. Um, Speaking of Starfield, oh, I was here the, we go. when I was in the tube today, I was thinking of something. Do you remember this year's worst marketing stunt when they, they put up like a thousand different Starfield ads uh, and yeah. say to everyone, go find them all? And everyone's like, nah. It's <laughs> 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 people like nine or ten went up and people went, oh, there's one in this tube station, one in this tube station, one in this tube station. People went off, oh, they're all just in chip stations. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that was the end. Of it. There was no big treasure. It's, it's, it's a spaceship, it's, it's a red spaceship, it's a blue spaceship. Oh, um, yeah. prior to this episode, I reached out on Twitter to the VGC maniacs for questions, and boy, did we get a lot of them. Um, my glamorous assistant, Chris Scullion, is about to hand me the tome of questions. Hello, uh, are you can you hand me this tome? Yeah, Chris? I'm just I'm just getting the, the tome. You just turn off your hacked Game Boy games I'm on still, your phone. I'm still on flight mode, you see. Ah, uh, I see. Close all of his leaked documents. Yeah. Exactly. Certainly so looking at redacted images. Nothing to do with games, but certainly <laughs> redacted. Remove all the, the 
every time I post some three attractive women, instantly <laughs> like it. Funnily enough, I'm getting really popular. Yeah. Um, I ever, mean, ever since Elon Musk took over, I don't know what he's done, but like, like I'm, I'm insatiable. I like that guy. Yeah. Here we go. Let's get down to business. Uh, <laughs> um, I like this as a, as a good starting off point uh, from Danielle Partis. Who would win in a fight? Please share your working. That is between the three of us currently present in this room. Who would win in a fight? Well, you, you chug Monster for breakfast. I do. And if you gave me some of that, I'd just like get really bad indigestion and I'd be out of the fight. So, <laughs> Chris, you give me the vibe of, you know, that episode of The Simpsons where they're all, the, like the Yakuza and the Mafia are fighting yeah. on the lawn. <laughs> the, and guy, the, the, the quiet guy. The, the quiet guy's like, he's going to do something cool. That's the Chris Gullion move for me. I just study the, I just study the situation and, mm. and act accordingly. If, if, I can, if I can avoid the violence, I will. How humped are you if your glasses are away? Because when mine's are off, I'm effectively I'm okay. blind. I'm, I'm short-sighted, so I, mm. I would imagine it's going to be close-quarters combat. Anyway, so I'll be all right. But, um, Andy with a longbow? <laughs> <laughs> Just punch him in the leg. It. <laughs> Just say, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I've got no uh, bones about saying I'd probably uh, lose that one. Mm. When was the last time you were in a fight, if ever? I've never been in a fight. I got really? punched once at school. <laughs> Did you do that? By, by a bully? No, I never. <laughs> of course, you would say the, that. The, the lad never amounted to anything. Um, but but, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that, I've never actually been in a, mm. a fight. Yeah. Andy, you must have been in a few rocks, a few yeah, stram matches. School, school though, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. not since then. No, not in a night so. out. No. Someone looks at you wrongly in a in a bar. No, and I, don't go, think, oh, no, I don't think. I don't think so. <laughs> no, I, I usually hang out with larger men. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah, the only larger men than me I could be hanging about with is like the, the great Cali in the big show. So <laughs> the, um, the 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 um, Paisley Sumo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Aki Bono. <laughs> um, I've not I've not been in a fight since school either. Um, much to my my great disappointment. I I feel like a fight. Would hurt more nowadays, just at the sheer at like the age of your body. You know, that's, it's, that's it's pure thing. not worth it. That's the yeah. thing. It's like I'd, I'd, I get the feeling if I was in a fight, I'd be okay during the fight, but then, like nine hours later, I'd go, "Wait a minute, yeah. I've just been absolutely <laughs> hammered, and I wouldn't be able to move for a week." Oh, fair enough. Um, next is from Jonathan Wright. Why hasn't Andy written a book yet? And if he did, what would it be about? I, I can't be asked. Is the easy. <laughs> the honest answer like um I, I've, I've always threatened to write a rare book mm-hmm. um i've talked to you guys about that like, i think you should you i think should. i could do a decent job of that like because obviously i, I you know got some um you know well-connected friends who, who worked there and are, are working there um i think i could do a good job of the real story but i don't know like number one it's the, the motivation i mean I'm, I'm a bit busy at the moment doing this thing um and and the other thing is uh does anyone really care anymore? Like, I feel like it's, we, we like when we, me and Chris were younger, like when we were like young, young journalists, sort of like everyone cared about everything in games because games were young, right? Mm-hmm. You only had 20 years to deal with. Whereas now, like I remember like, now it's sort of like the first time, like the first real time, like in, in, in mass market terms that people like your father and sons playing games, right? Yeah. Whereas it's yeah. sort of like, it was like our generation. There were ones were older, but they was that was still a niche thing mm-hmm. then, right? Like it, it, you know, gaming in the eighties was yeah. niche. Yeah. Um, and so now it's sort of like the, for the first time, it feels like there's a lot of stuff that we were like, yeah, we're excited about that just half the audience don't give a shit about. Yeah. And I do think that 
we're, we're, we're dwindling who care about the history of uh, Ultimate Play the Game. <laughs> well, I'd read it. Yeah, your anterior books. You know, okay. you're a massive book pair. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say, I've read a, an eight-page uh, article about Jetpack. <laughs> um, Hazy, or Hazy, writes in and asks, this is a question for you too, as far as I'm aware, what was slash will be the first game you let your child play and why, Chris? Mortal Kombat? She's not really good at the combos. Yeah. Um, the, the first one she played was Forza Horizon. Because you can take her into like we're we're just an open field. Yeah. Just tell her just press, spin donut. press that to go. Pretty much, so she just spun donuts. But after like half an hour, she kind of figured out how to steer a bit. So she would drive to the beach and kind of just go around the, the the edge of the beach and all that. Then she played the Peppa Pig game and wasn't in there. I was like, okay, she's got taste because it is it's garbage. <laughs> it's garbage. What is the co- the console Peppa Pig? Is mm-hmm. that the one with the queen in it that has the? No, no, that was a sequel. Oh, okay, <laughs> God rest her. God rest her indeed. Um, no, it was like it was called My Friend Peppa Pig. Mm. So you create your avatar at the start. Basically, you want a rabbit or a fucking dog, yeah. and then Mage. <laughs> Archer, and then, then she, then you just basically Peppa Pig goes, "Hello, come and do this," and you just walk about and. Press the A button and a load of things she was in it. Um, yeah. But yeah, but she does loads of kind of Apple, iPhone and Apple Arcade stuff now, which is annoying. She's up for Resident Evil 4. <laughs> comes out. I, I heard that Resident Evil 4 port's absolutely terrible, so that'd be a good, a good oh, place really? for her to start. It doesn't work on my phone. It doesn't work on your phone? No, I thought, well, do you not have the new 15, one? No. It's supposed to be for 15. Yeah, but I've got right, 14. Right. Oh, I've got the 14 as well. Yeah, but it's not supposed to work on anything other than 15 Pro, right? It's just elitism. That's the point of it. Elitism. Andy, first... <laughs> Game you let your kid play or first right, it probably it probably would have been ukulele because I would have been working on it. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it's, it's probably easier to say the first game they finished uh, Mario 3D World. Nice. I, I find the um, or from my experience the 3D ones a lot easier for kids because um, well there's less lose chin, there's less like lose states and mm. they can sort of like explore at their own pace like yeah, moving yeah. around a 3D environment. There's there's less pressure as well. Yeah. I think I think if, when when I properly get into it because after Christmas I'm going to properly start because she she's five and a half now it's like it's time I seem to go um, on with it I know come my, on my seven year old played uh, Animal Crossing for a hundred and fifty two hours this year Jesus That's dedication I, I'll I'll probably start her properly on Lego games mm-hmm. because obviously you can't die in them and all that kind of stuff so that'll probably be a, a safe one but. That's an excellent segue there, Chris. Thank you for that. What about not dying? How about Lego games? <laughs> All right, I was going to say the next question is, how do you feel about death? How do you feel about death? <laughs> not that bothered. Um, Tim Spencer writes in and asks, uh, favourite Lego game? Chris. Lego creative director. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Putting us on the spot. It's Lego Dimensions. With a, a shadow of God a rest Lego Dimensions. God, oh, mate. I was obsessed with that game. That's that is the best Lego game by an absolute a, a thousand furlongs. It's not that, is it? It's yeah, not. it is a hundred percent is because all the open worlds. Every toy you bought, every IP had its own open world game built in it. So if you put Mr. T one down, um, I don't want to play Mr. T. Lego. I do. I want to play Mr. T. And you got Back to the Future Lego in it. You had um, ET Lego. You had Beetlejuice Lego. Mm. Like everything you bought had its own. Nah, that's that's the one. See, Matt, the boring answer is the most recent Lego Star Wars one because it's like... Oh, that is the best one. It is the best one. It's the best one. Yeah, but that feels like cheating because that's so like... So your favourite one, change the question. What's your favourite Favourite Lego one? 
maybe the first Lego Star Wars. Yeah, one I was going to say the same thing. The yeah. the one I mean, it's the it's the prequels, so it's like it's like the the worst films by a mile. But that was the first ever game that I got and completed in one day. And then when I said to my mum I completed it, she went off her fucking. I was going to say, how old were you? Because I remember playing that with my like my girlfriend. Yeah, I, 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 when I, I was must, like twenty two, I must have been about ten or something like that, and uh, I, <laughs> I played through it. Finished it and uh, told my mum that I was completed it, and she was like, "Well, <laughs> keep playing it. Play yeah. it again. That's Un- it. Unlock all the characters." Yeah, that was there was a simplicity back then to uh, the Lego games when they would when like when Yoda would die and they'd make like a, all those noises. That's peak Lego once, game. Once Lego games started going downhill, when they started putting voice acting in. Them. See, I knew you're, this. This is a common trope that Lego shouldn't speak. And I kind of get that because they did they did a lot of good like physical comedy when they couldn't speak and stuff like that. Um, like in the in the Lego Harry Potter games when a character dies, mm. like a character that is a child in the films dies, Dumbledore like hands his dad an instruction book to put him back together. Like that's quite funny. Um, but yeah, it's and also when when look eh, when Vader says to look, I'm your father. He just shows up like an old holiday photo with the two of them together. <laughs> yeah, so that's quite good. Oh, one up that video games got worse when the characters started speaking. <sighs> There we go. It's he's, no. he's, he's, he's not wrong. He is wrong. As soon as you heard it. it's a me Mario, you should have just dropped a bomb <laughs> on it. Then, but it's like for me, that's like a lot of that is is just poor onboarding. I mean, when we were working, when I was working on uh, games that play Sonic, you try and put as much as the of the tutorial and the story studio and the story into the game itself, right? Mm. Like. I mean, you don't stop in Elden Ring to watch fifty cutscenes. <laughs> like it's just, it's just a, a distraction. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm up for it if the game is, um, that's what it's about, right? That's the yeah. appeal. I mean, obviously, Alan Wake Two would clearly be worse. Um, <laughs> yeah, no cutscenes in Alan Wake Two. It's just straight like there are a lot of games that would be better if they took out the bloody cutscenes. Uh, yeah, I'm. I mean, all those two modern Zeldas, the Anuma Zeldas, I feel like every time there's a cutscene yeah, in one oh, 100%. of those, I'm like, oh, that, that what, is probably one of the here? best examples. Like, those games are actually shitter for those cutscenes. I don't care. Like, even Nintendo has said they don't care about the story <laughs> in those games, right? So why are you making me sit through this bloody cutscene with the fish man? That's why I, I never, don't care. That's why I never play Ocarina again. Because that the first 45 minutes of Ocarina is unbearable. Like, having to go through all the... When he wakes up and, oh, and, yeah, and when the, the fairy goes through, goes through the, the village, do 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 that that was very those songs were very briefly exportable into the the larger rock band universe and. That the only game they never let you export was the Beatles one, but the, you could do the Lego one for a wee while. See if you want to play any of the rock band songs. <laughs> I don't hear it Go on, do your pitch in for the illegal content. I'm not. I'm not telling you to look at any illegal content. I'm just saying, Clone Hero, pretty good. Just, just saying. So I've heard, I think I've heard that before. I'm just putting it out there. I got pound every time someone downloads it. So, um, well, that paid for your flight, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Next question. This comes from Ria Bevan from the Gamer. Can you please say something nice about Sonic? Um, I will abstain from this, uh, Chris. I mean, that's pretty easy. Mm. I've always been into Sonic games ever since a youth. Yeah. Um, the, the most recent ones have been really good. Superstars has been good. Um, Frontiers was good. Mania has, was excellent. Um, it's a good time to be a Sonic fan. Even, I've not watched the Sonic Prime on Netflix. That looks a bit 
Well, I think it's probably there's never been a better time to be a Sonic fan, right? Definitely not. It's, 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 I mean, it's, it's nowhere near as good as Mario, and it never has been. I mean, no, I was yeah. a bigger Sonic fan when I was a kid uh, than than a Mario fan, yeah. although I had both. Um, but yeah, like I, I really like the um, the 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 leadership as well. Um, is it o Oshima, the mm. creator, who's back involved? Can't remember the head of um, Sonic Team. Izuka. Uh, Izuka-san, yeah, he's. I really like him. Um, I got to interview him a couple of times in the last year. Um, they just, they seem to have finally figured it out, right? I mean, Sonic was in a really bad place, like yeah. ten, yeah, ten, fifteen years all ago. All sex and the Black Knight, and, and up all that until stuff. yeah, yeah, like the Wii era, they didn't know what to do with it, and they've just really figured it out now. Which is sort of like they've got these two strands, uh, these two audiences, and they just like keep them happy. Like they put out like a an old school Sonic, and then they put out like a like a, a Frontiers, yeah. and then they do another old school one, and everyone's like happy. And you know, I I kind of like I, I wish um, Nintendo would do that with some of their franchises, like also, yeah. especially uh, Zelda. Now that Zelda's gone in, you know, the open world direction, yeah. which I I can't be dealing with. Um, <laughs> you just want like a fifteen hour adventure kind yeah, of thing, definitely. Well, no, so I I absolutely loved uh, the Link's Awakening remake. Yeah, that absolutely was, loved that it. Was great. Uh, and Link Between Worlds as well is like one of my favourite Zelda's. And it's not like I'm not talking about that. Oh, they're you know top down traditional style. I just mean like show me some well crafted, um, you know, content. Some amazing. You, you, I buy Nintendo games because they're the masters at entertaining you. I don't want to entertain myself. I love playing through Skyward Sword again when they when they re released that because it's like. I know that over the, over the years it's not become considered the best of the bunch, but just just after I hear it's a ten in some uh, places. After Breath of the Wild, going back to something where it was just like you sit down for a couple of days and be done with it. It was just it was just a nice feeling, just to play like a nice game, yeah, like a, a, a good solid game, and then just go on with my life. See, I'm like I'm kind of the opposite. Like the the old style Zelda's the only one I ever really clicked away was Twilight Princess. Just because I was like, I got it for the Wii. It's got the best dungeons in any Zelda. Yeah, and it was like, it was one of the only Wii games I had, so I was like, right, I better play through all this because it was there was a limited budget for games. But um, it's just the problem is they became stale, right? Like they're able mm. to reinvent Mario with every iteration, basically the 3D iterations. Whereas Zelda was kind of the same, except they'd have they'd shoehorn in a new gimmick item, right? They couldn't make the changes quite, um, you know, kind of deep enough. Yeah. So I don't think there was ever a problem with the formula. It's just they didn't really do much with it. I mean, I'd love to see, and I I, I can see from uh, you know the, the the discourse on social media over Aonuma saying, I mean he was he was quite dismissive in this interview uh, this month. I can't remember who it was was with, so forgive me. Um, where he said like, oh, I can understand why people want nostalgia, you know, but he was quite dismissive about why would we go back to the old style, right? And he's like, well, no one's asking you to go back to these linear games they're just saying could you kind of like perhaps create a middle ground yeah. yeah you know to me um breath of the wild is so clearly a game designed for a handheld right because i remember having this discussion when they announced switch and um there was a few journalists in the um wherever i was at the time we were talking about and i said my fear is it's not going to be a home console that you can take on the go it's going to be a portable that you plug into your tv yeah. so I've, I've never been a big portable guy because nintendo aren't stupid like they make those guy those games for quick blast play right yeah yeah and there's there's no surprise that instead of like six chunky dungeons, there's a hundred like five minute ones. Yeah, and it's a bit unsatisfying, right? Yeah, we just want some like some awesome scripted dungeons again. I mean, a link between worlds. A lot of people didn't play that, but that's the way to do it. It's brilliant. There's like a a character who you rent items from, right? 
and it sort of solves the whole thing because you can only have one item at a time. So by renting the items, you can do the dungeons in any order and they're still completely bespoke like based on that item and you can tackle it in that order. Breath of the Wild is Nintendo's Ubisoft game. Yeah. That sounds like the intro to a video essay. You've got the, you've got the towers, you've got a million... It's like that meme, debate me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this, and I don't necessarily dislike that because I quite like Ubisoft. I wasn't, I didn't turn on Ubisoft games like some people did. I, I quite like seeing a map full of icons and be, being getting a bit of busy working. To, I, I can understand how it gets exhausting doing it year in, year out. Yeah. But every time I dip into a Ubisoft game, I go, mm. see, I don't mind. I, I don't know what it is it'll depend on the day that a map full of icons will do it for me I don't know what it was with Far Cry 6 it just broke my brain to the point where I was like this is enough I can't be doing this anymore um, but like yeah it's I mean my thoughts on Breath of the Wild are public knowledge at this point but uh, I think that it would be nice for Zelda and for Zelda fans to get something that isn't one of these kind of massive open world games they've really set themselves up for there's going to be weird expectations attached to whenever they show what the next Zelda is. Yeah. But. I think it's a generational thing as well. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, I honestly think if Breath of the Wild came out when I was 25, I would have sat and killed it, you know, for yeah. a week. But now I just don't have time for that. Yeah. But back to the original question, yeah, Sonic's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he's not. A uh, couple of questions from Matt Ombler. Any update on this? Oh, Andy's, dying. Andy is no, dying, dying on the pot. He's, he's going out like yeah, Tommy yeah. Cooper. Um, God rest him. God rest him. That is probably the way I'll go. <laughs> I will, if I if I go out and I'm live streaming, I've 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 told my family, I've told Laura, just let it go, just let the live stream go, <laughs> leave the vod up. I want people to be able to see it. Um, any update on this Final Fantasy Nine remake, Chris? How are you getting on with it? Mate, I'll tell you, it, it, it looks a lot like a PlayStation One game. Yeah, like, just get under the, um, but, um, Some people might think it's the same game as the original. Well, they'd I mean, be wrong. Funnily, mm. funnily enough, it does only run on PlayStation One. Um, <coughs> is there supposed to be a fan? Um, am I missing a joke? Is there supposed to be a fan? There's, it's, it's been, uh, yeah, they're basically they're, they're, they're working on it. We're not the people to ask about that. No. We don't really report on Final Fantasy stuff. Alex Donaldson over at RPG. He knows. Like I yeah. could, I could like DM him now, and he'd just tell me. Yeah, he'd send you. I'd send you a box copy of it. If it's not, I don't care. Yeah. It's, it, 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 it's, the only, it's the only one that actually clicked with it's me. A bit, it's a bit awkward. Like I don't really like Final Fantasy. No, that's what I'm isn't, saying. It's, isn't, it's isn't the only ben one star coming out. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is the only one that clicked. Well, I'm safe because that's his, it's his favorite. Uh, but it's the only one that ever clicked. I don't with think me. I've, I've ever, ever finished a Final Fantasy game. Final, it, the Final Fantasy Seven remake and Final Fantasy Sixteen are like big hack and slash Devil May Cry action games. Like they're they're not. Yeah, I don't like them either. See, well, I'd, I'd be more inclined to play through a Kingdom Hearts. Oh, Even though I've never Christ. done that either. Again, like you have Johnny Disney as well. I'm surprised you've not played through the Kingdom Hearts. My brain's just not up to it. You've just got to dedicate like a, like a month to one of those games right yeah. now mm. these days. I, I mean, it, but I've just reviewed uh, Mario RPG and I loved it. Yeah. So I'd probably be. I honestly think like, if I did go sit down and, and play one of those, I'd probably be really into them. It's yeah. just like it's just. A I was never. I was never a PlayStation guy when I was a kid. Mm. The so, problem is, I, I used to like RPGs, but like when I was at Fish Nintendo Magazine, the amount of RPGs the DS got, um, and I was <laughs> always the one who reviewed the stuff. So it basically became, it, I started getting like Vietnam flashbacks anytime an RPG would come in post OM, because I just like, just imagining like late nights and like 50 hour games. It's good and fun. Oh, doing the, doing the captures. Oh, Can you come the, into oh the office God. and sit on the, 
this is uh, what it was like in the old days. So you'd have yeah, to nature, come into the know. office, like come back from the pub. <laughs> oh, we need some captures and get the DS, the the uh, the debug DS that's attached to a capture machine. Yeah, and take some screenshots. And the debug DS was the the original style DS, like oh, the big yeah. chunky one with the tiny screen, um, and it had a big enormous. The thickest wire you've ever seen in your life came out of it, so you couldn't actually. It, it felt like one of those ones that was in, like in the booths and the, when you go to your shop, yeah. so you couldn't actually move it. So you were kind of rigidly playing this thing, and in the really early days, it wasn't even captured. It wasn't even hooked up to software that captured a perfect screenshot. In the really early days, it was hooked up to like composite cables. So if anyone's got old official so if Nintendo any, magazines, if there's any like old issues of uh, official Nintendo magazine with my byline on them, yeah. with uh, suspicious screenshots all from the first ten minutes, <laughs> it's, it's because I was in the pub and they made me come back from the pub. So this, weird. this game looks like it's all tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when they sent? Uh, lasses with 3DSs attached to them to, to game oh, yeah, offices. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was at E3. Oh, so when it, they announced it, um, the curtains came up and then it was just like a load of ladies with um, wear, wearing 3DSs. And it's <laughs> so, like, that's what E3 used to be like. like yeah. I'm sure yeah, they did so. it with um, like Game Boys and stuff before that, like Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Micro. And it's like, you're right, you're good, yeah. <laughs> used to, that's the thing about people like this. I know people think that. Um, th- there's still a lot of work to do in terms of equality and representation and all that but like you, you have our word as people who've been in it for long enough it is so much better than it used to yeah. be yeah, didn't, have like, any, it, didn't have, uh, have any uh, 3DS geezers did you? Uh, well, there's uh, no uh, guys walking about with uh, 3DSs on uh, them uh, I still awkwardly remember the look on the handful of female colleagues faces back in the day when one of the games media awards ceremonies took place in a burlesque club and in between all the awards, people came out and did burlesque shows, and you're just looking Brilliant. at the woman, just going, "What's what's yeah. going on?" <laughs> so like, things have changed. Yeah, that was the only controversial thing to ever happen at the GMAs. Next question: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, thirty six percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/work. Shopify.com/work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot; we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Who is the hardest person in games journalism? Who do we think? Well, See, uh, hardest in which way? <laughs> <laughs> Kirk, Kirk McKean used to be an actual, uh, used to run a strip club. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just so I, mean, re- so- I reckon, like, he, he the, the guy could probably handle himself, I reckon. Yeah. Does Simon Miller still do games? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that's a good point. He's, 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 he's an actual yeah. wrestler. <laughs> yeah. I think he mostly does wrestling now, but yeah, I was thinking that. And what about um, Joel? Snape? Oh, no, but he, he does men's fitness magazines and that. Uh, Joel Snape. Joel Snape? 
I'm talking I'm talking like 15 20 years uh, ago okay um, I'm not sure if that is his name though. I've, I've met him like once mm. but he was solid he was like a like a proper weightlifter and everything but mm. um, Tom Ivan Tom East maybe <laughs> um, yeah, I can't even think of it. like Chandra Nair was quite solid but you didn't, you didn't come strike me as a fighter yeah. Chandra I can't think this conversation's ever come up I, can, I cannot <laughs> believe that uh, I think Andy Robinson, just because he's eight foot two. This is what people never realise about you. See, when, when Danny found out how tall you were, she'd literally DM'd me, being like, Andy's yeah, so I tall. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably not as tall as you. I, we're, we're about the same. And I was, I was when I met you in person Maybe I'll do future, uh, future podcasts standing up. <laughs> <laughs> put the camera on the floor. Oh, um, next question from Rosalie. It's a classic meal deal combo of choice, Chris. I've had a meal deal in ages. Um, it, 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 what was the meal deal? A sandwich, a snack, and a drink. Sandwich, a snack, and a drink. Yeah. Don't don't <laughs> fuck about here and get it's, three drinks. No, your sandwich is just your normal kind of whatever's got chicken in it and no meal. It's, it's some, some some sort of meat, but mm. meal can piss off. Um, snack. Uh, um, can't go wrong with a, a, a double decker if available. Now we're talking. Um, a fellow double decker enthusiast. And for drink, um, Iron Brew or Coke. Mm-hmm. Andy? Um, I'd go for a BLT. Yeah. Um, it's funny, we, I had this conversation at the Game Awards. Um, at this Xbox mixer, I met the um, some of the uh, the ladies who work on Kotaku. Mm-hmm. And some of them, they both um, had lived in the UK for a while. And they were talking about how they miss meal deals. I was like, oh yeah, what meal deal did you get? <laughs> and it was like... Oh, egg cress. Yeah. Oh. That's just pissing on that, the concept. Uh, yeah, that's up your primary school. Well, like, I think yeah, the, other one, the, the other choice was a prawn. Like, no, don't get prawns from Tesco's, mate. <laughs> oh. just asking for rubella. Maybe like cress. some of their dry sushi. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So a BLT, what's the snack, what's the drink? I don't need a snack. That's enough. BLT. So you're, you're basically... I don't need a drink either. You're flicking, you're flicking a middle <laughs> finger at the idea of a meal deal. We never, really got, we never really got a meal deal. So when, when we worked in West London, well, I used to get like... M&S used to uh, do one of those like massive like salad stackers. They're like... Oh, oh massive. M&S did the big like, meal just, deal, didn't they? You can get like... I think it's like a chicken one. It's like chicken and mayo and mm. like just all kinds of like salad and you mix it up. You could like assault someone with it. <laughs> That's how thick it is. I forgot about the MS meal deal. MS meal deal used to get like a big cob thing with like mustard in it. Do you remember we used to go and get the the escalope? (laughs) There's a sandwich shop. There's loads of sandwich shops around Bake Street where we used to be. And you go and get like, they make you what you want, right? Mm. I don't know how they started. You know, like chicken escalope. Yeah. Like massive. (laughs) And we'd get them to make us sandwiches and they'd be like, oh my, like, (laughs) just. You, you need to like unhook your jaw to get it in. <laughs> I've heard that before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I get a chi- if I'm in Asda, it's a chicken triple. So you get the three different varieties yeah, of a chicken oh, sandwich. Yeah, I can't be a chicken triple. Um, and then for a snack, I'm usually a, a packet of crisps guy, a packet of prawn cocktail <sighs> walkers, just because it's, it's it's whatever to me. The sandwich is the main event, and then uh, true to type, a can of monster because your your value getting a can of monster That's true, is. is See, if I'm ever meal dealing, it's usually in a work environment. Yeah. So I can't do crisps because then you're you're greasing up the keyboard. You can wash your hands. I've got time to wash my hands. I'm writing. Fucking Chris takes a shit and then immediately runs back to his No time to wash. Do you know how much? Do you know how much? This is a this is a call out post. 
Do you know how much a can of Monster was in WH Smith in Glasgow Airport this morning? £3.29. Used to be a pound a can. That's Rishi Sunak for you. That's what I remember it. when it used to be a pound a pint. Yeah. But I used to go out on a tenner. <laughs> that included bus fare and meat and chips. But Jesus. we're out in 10p uh, Fredo territory here. <laughs> there's no way that a Fredo's 10 pence anymore. Look, it's a Christmas podcast. We can we can, we can can do what we want. Um, <laughs> as long as the readers ask us. <laughs> the readers. The readers. Yeah. Sorry, listen. I say readers because people read the site, they don't listen to us. No, they certainly do not. Um... Dave plays games. He also asks questions. Should I give up hope of seeing a Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Switch, Shadow Drop? Chris, out of 10, how likely do you think this happens? I would have just stopped it. Should I give up hope? <laughs> <laughs> um, it'll happen. Yeah? yeah? Out of 10? Put your money on it. 7.8. That's hee hot. That's no money at all. Like no 8.7 mo- 8. then. Okay. <laughs> oh, I agree with Chris, yeah. 8.7? I'm going... They've got it. It'll come out when the, the next week and the next, the next week. Oh, exclusive. When, when, but it, when, de- it depends. It depends how quickly they're going to drop the switch, like a wet towel, right? Yeah. Even the 3DS like had some half decent games yeah. after the switch came out. And so it's not like, like, yeah, like I mean, and it depends how they're going to handle um, like backwards compatibility yeah. and stuff like that. They're going to like they got hundred hundred plus million users yeah. on this thing. So they're gonna and the way that they f- keep making games, the easiest way to keep making games for that is like that sort of stuff. Yeah. Ports. I've, I've I've got no doubt it's sitting there, or 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 is ready oh, to is. be yeah. to be turned out. So like, whenever whenever they decide we need something to keep the Switch yeah. owners happy, release Star Fox yeah. Zero. <laughs> Just chuck it out there with absolutely no thought. Get me- finally pr- press the button on Metroid Prime Two remastered <laughs> and then three in another nine months time yeah Jeff Grubb will finally be vindicated for all the piss he talks um, Chris and Andy I oh. suppose but you've reviewed significantly well I suppose it probably evens out yeah, certainly not with Chris neither but... of us have reviewed anything <laughs> <laughs> Chris what's that this comes from Tim Spencer as well because um, he's apparently uh, TT Games have just shut up for the holidays and he's just sitting <laughs> asking us questions. Did you give to be fair? You give no, they're, they're in the says, office. They're going, lads, <laughs> anyone got any questions for the VGC Tim Spencer, podcast? Like, Tim Spencer was asked if, uh, any questions. He just he just opened his soul to <laughs> just asked about 17 questions. Tim, if you're listening to this, whatever Lego game you're working on at the minute, I want to go around a corner and just see three wee Lego men talking on a podcast. One of them with a slick back haircut, one of them a baldy with glasses, and one of them black hair with glasses. I'm just that's all if they can put the red letter media guys in games I mean it's it's 50-50 on, populari- on popularity I've never been in one game that backfired <laughs> <laughs> oh, what what's you- the bloody question <laughs> what review score would you change if you could um, I gave Silent Hill Shattered Memories 80 something and I would have given it 90 something in hindsight because like after I finished it, I just kept thinking about it and playing it over and over again. It's a massively underrated game. You had that right in the. Right it's in because the it's because it's like stuck in my mind for all this time. I've been asked that a few times, and that's always the answer. Like, it was, it came out on Wii and PS2, <laughs> and, and, and PSP as well. So like eight people bought it, um, and this was during a period when people were saying Silent Hills garbage, Silent Hills garbage. It's like there is a good one out there. Nobody's yeah. touching it. So I'd love to see that remastered or remade at some point because it deserves another. Not your Balan review, no. You gave Balan <sighs> like four that? out of five or something like no, that, didn't I you? G- I gave that. Idol's choice. Did I give that two or three? Something like that. I listen. There's worse games. <laughs> well, that's yes. All, that's all I'll say. 
Andy, you ever regretted that of you? I can't got? remember, mate. Oh, there's definitely there'd probably be a few. Yeah, but you'd have to pull up my um, Metacritic, 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 or something. Um, I gave Red Steel ninety mm, on the Wii. That's yeah, that's bad. But that was, but to, in my defence, um, it wasn't until it came out that everyone suddenly realised it was buggy as hell, and just by pure chance, I didn't encounter any bugs during my entire playthrough. <laughs> and so, so suddenly, everyone saw uh, this game's broken. I was like, is it? <laughs> like I finished it. That is the <laughs> exact like, thing. That, that's the exact thing that happened to me with Horizon Forbidden West. I hmm. encountered basically nothing. And then all the reviews come out, and it's like, oh, I've fallen through the world. Las Vegas is gone. And yeah. I'm like, oh, and it's like, what? Yeah, but that's the thing. People don't get. You get people going, "How did you not? Point, how did you not point this out?" Is it because I'm one person? Yeah. When it when the game comes out, millions of people. Are they people like people like normal consumers have no idea what it's like to like the review environment, right? Yeah. Like, it, it's unlike, completely unlike the consumer experience, right? When you're totally on your own, mm-hmm. you got no one else to speak to. There's no YouTube to look at nothing right yeah. yeah these games that are always really buggy most people haven't experienced any bugs it's just like like um assassin's creed games and like cyberpunk and stuff i think i saw like a couple of bugs in cyberpunk and i noted it you know a bit buggy but nothing like what's on the internet right and everyone's no. like, oh this is insane as you mean because there's like a million people playing the game right yeah, now exactly yeah. and, and 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 you know and obviously and, and the bugs get amplified as well so one person finds one particularly bad one that becomes the bug that yeah. gets shared the, 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 the thing that's happened once becomes basically the, the defining thing that, that basically sums up the entire game and it's a bit all the yeah. compilations have the exact same video like exactly, over and exactly. over it just added one thing well everyone when we talk about Pokemon Legends everyone shows that one screenshot of him standing over like the kind of the empty lake thing and it's like yeah, yeah it looks a bit shit but it never looks that bad yeah um, I would probably say Gran Turismo 7 take another start <laughs> off it <laughs> <laughs> I honestly I honestly don't know like it, it doesn't it's a shame like open critic or whatever doesn't go back that far right because yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's some ones that I reviewed like 15 years ago that were bad I mean, I, I reviewed ODST Halo, uh, Halo ODST for OXM the cover it's a banger and that is a banger like I don't know what score I gave it but I'd still put it up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a game man uh, the pistol on that Jesus Christ what it's the best game. Halo game yeah I'd, I'd go along with that yeah. Maybe, maybe Reach. Yeah. I suppose, I was about to say, I mean, it's only single player. The raw multiplayer experience from 3 is probably my favourite Halo ever. But yeah, that's, it was just kind of plugged into it. Yeah. ODST is more, it's like an expansion, isn't it? Oh yeah, ODST is fucking sick though. So, so good. Um, I want to go, I want to go over my, my reviews when I was reviewing stuff for like, keengamer.russia where they were definitely selling codes they were definitely getting review codes and then selling them and I was getting games any kind of score man I reviewed the ukulele that was the first game that was the first game I ever had under embargo it was so I think your answer is that in hindsight you would have given that a higher score <laughs> my answer to that is the casino level and I'll leave it I'm, I'm, I'm googling right? I've just googled Andy Robinson game reviews right there's some reviews here I don't, I don't even remember think playing these games. I think you'll find I was a diligent employee and that last night I was bigging up Ukulele and the Impossible Lair, which is currently yeah, only £2.50 on the uh, Switch eShop. Isn't that the second one? But I don't get any money from it, so I don't give fan, a shit. Second, yeah. one's, second one's fantastic. The writing's atrocious, but other than that, it's <laughs> what a game. What a platformer. Oh... I left before that one chip, mate. Changed a lot of my words. Did you not write all the biographies for the bees? No, my ones were better. Oh... Oh. Don't get started on that. No, they literally, they literally did change it. That's when I when I went, they changed it. I um, I had uh, oh, my B biographies were absolute bangers. 
I spent ages on them. That's that's a, that's that's. An I think they they, the Christmas, the they, they changed bios. <laughs> they changed them because I did these B bios and they were all like, they they like they're all like uh, jokes that I put like a ton of attention into. And when they <laughs> when they left, they changed all the bees. They changed all the bees to like be based on their mates. Oh, and it, yeah. the bio would be like, "Oh, this is crispy. He loves reviewing games and writing game books." Oh. Mm. Great game, great game, great game. My uh, my B bios were better. <laughs> it was an excellent game, though. <laughs> sure. Uh, Michael Gulliver <laughs> writes in, says, "Hey guys, big time, long time. As a well used and trusted news resource by other outlets, do you feel you're well cited and compensated? Parentheses, traffic wise. Thanks for all you do and love the pod. That's a question for you, Andy. Um, uh, well, that's a difficult question, isn't it? Um." It'd be nice if everyone, you know, like but there's two different things, right? Like there's success in uh, our um, reputation um, uh, of our, our brand, the influence of our, mm-hmm. our work, and then who clicks over. Yeah. And there's tons more other sites than us that get tons more clicks that don't have the influence we do. So it swings and roundabouts. I mean, I love seeing, um, you know, Kind of Funny and, uh, you know, IGN and everyone else like regularly source stories from us mm-hmm. um that's great it means we're doing our, our, our job well if um if you know there's a few people from that that decide to click over and read us directly then brilliant but yeah it's um it's it's nice to be that other journalists um trust our work enough to kind of cite them it's a process i think it, it's easy to forget how young we still are as a site like like it's these things happen in stages and we're just in a stage just now where um, you set up and kind of no one's heard of you at first and then you eventually establish yourself with exclusives. You be there first and you be there fast. Um, the sites start linking to you. Um, so over time, we're, we're now at the stage where we're, we're, we're waiting for the process where it's at the stage now where people have got to relearn their habits. Like when, when readers, yeah. because, because everyone has like a, a set of sites in their head that they just go to subconsciously when they, when they, when they load up and uh, I, I'd still load up. I won't name it, but a video game site that has drastically dropped in quality over the years. Um, and but for is it but, overload? Um, but but my brain just video like, games chronicle. CVG, <laughs> um, what, what happened there? Um, but like it, it, it's just it's just muscle memory. Like you just yeah. it. so we're at the stage now where the more people cite us in news stories, eventually people are going to start saying their name appears a lot. Maybe I should just check them out. It's, and, there's and there's nothing more important. Hand today and in the future with what's coming uh, and AI etc than a trusted source 100%. like there's nothing more important than that um you know and it is it is wonderful um you know going to the game wards and speaking to so many uh, developers out there that were showing me like going like look we just we read your site mm-hmm. you know uh, and, and we read your site and like the verge and that's it yeah um you know or, or your site and IGN or whatever um it's great to see that yeah definitely it's, we're getting there yeah we're happy nice. I also like that every time I'm on kind of funny I get a big uh, comedy sack of money for all this uh, all the stories to take off us so um, I feel well you take it back and give it to Chris yeah we, should, we share it that's why we've got a box at Celtic Park um, we have been asked uh, multiple times by Elderly Goose and by uh, Lloyd Combs what are we playing over Christmas, Andy. I'm not going to even ask. Chris. Know, you got half an hour, <laughs> Andy. What are you playing over Christmas? Honestly, probably going to be old shit, isn't it? 
Are we going to play Warzone? Are we going to oh, go back? Oh yeah, we need to play Warzone. I've still not. Um, I've still not uh, got the new map down. Yeah, I've just not. I've not had time. Uh, but hundred percent, we're going to do some drunken Warzone. Usually, what happens is that. <laughs> He just like shotguns his way through the game, and I'm just behind him going, Go hook. <laughs> <laughs> the banjo like, tactic. Get me back up, revive me. It's me and three of the the most cockney people you've ever met in your entire life. <laughs> oh, you bloody like, hell. It's over there. They're sitting talking about like doing up each other's conservatories and stuff like that. And I'm like, Guys, can we go and do this contract now? Can we, can, can, can we, go, can we go to the shop? Um, <laughs> Oh, you mind that Warzone one where we just sat in the well, you I was dead, you oh, just sat yeah, in the water <laughs> <laughs> until everyone else died. I love a, I love a coward, cowardly win. The, the best, uh, my favorite um, Warzone tactic is from the, the last map this time last year when they added uh, the like big Chinook helicopters so you, you could get in the whole team could get in it and run around and stuff. And they didn't have that before. Um, and basically, players worked out that you could, if you hovered them over the petrol stations around the map, it refueled them. <laughs> Because they obviously they, have, they run out of fuel. Yeah. So the, that's the balance, right? So the, what you do is you land straight away, get in one, and then go from petrol station to petrol station, <laughs> and the team jump out and get like um, petrol canisters, which has more petrol, mm. and you just fly up as high as you can <laughs> in the circle and just keep refueling it, yeah. and then until it's like the last circle, and it's like. Um, it's like Black Hawk down. <laughs> like, da, 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 da. like guys like trying to run between like to the next circle, just getting mowed down by the, the two Cockney geezers in the, uh, the back of the. And then he, the thing about doing that is though it ruins your ability. To oh, they play literally, the game they literally like... took it out of the game. <laughs> yeah. They took the helicopter out of the game. But it completely atrophies your own skill. So if it gets to the point where you need to shoot someone, you're like, I don't know, how, I don't know how to shoot someone in a one-on-one situation. <laughs> like it's brutal. Me and my my partner were playing tons of shipment and rust when that was in the multi player like hopper before the new map started so when the new map starts and you're having these long uh, interactions i'm like i've got no idea how to do these kind of fights <laughs> anymore um, i'll tell you what i might have to start oh, for fuck's sake, is what? fortnite oh I'm lego really fortnite I'm not so much the lego i'm curious about this racing game and i'm curious oh, about this yeah. guitar hero slash rock band slash clone hero clone yeah um, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see um, especially because, like uh, uh, I said this before, like I can't really play rock band anymore because mm-hmm. my finger. But so being chopped to, your finger off. Exactly. So being able to play it with a controller, a la rock band unplugged. On yeah, that was cool. I've loaded up a ton of stuff on my uh, Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. I need to get to. I've started playing Diablo. So I need to go back to that. Um, I haven't played the new Sonic game yet. Superstars. It's good. I mean, not since preview. So I've got that loaded up. Nice, nice and short. So I'll probably play it with my daughters. Yeah. Um, what else I've got now? I've been playing uh, Viewfinder. Oh, oh yeah, it's brilliant. It's Scotland's own blind Scottish game. Right? Yeah. Um, okay. Mario's the only one for me of the biggies this year that oh, I've no. You're, mate, you're in for a treat. Yeah, it's a big Christmas game, but more likely I'll go down to my mum and dad's and they'll absolutely wreck me at PGA because that's all he sets in place on his Series S. He's unbelievable at those PGA games. Um, Do you know for about 10, 15 years now, my mum and dad played Doctor Mario against each other every single night. And like one night a few months ago, my mum says, Do you want a game of Dr. Mario? I was like, Okay. And she absolutely demolished me. Like, I, like, I like, absolutely. And I play it all the time. Like I said, I was playing, played Dr. Mario for four hours on the train today. Dr. Mario 6 Fort, she destroyed me like countless times at it. They're just like, it's, it's, it must be the only household in the world where the Wii gets put on every night in Dr. Mario. I'm, I'm kind of like anticipating the day now when my. My daughters like whoop me at something. Yeah, it, it, it's it comes to everyone. Like they're yeah. they're like 
it, it's interesting, like speaking to other people with kids of the, like, similar age and like, mm. oh, they're just getting into games, blah, blah. Like, no, my kids like have finished Mario games, Pokemon. Um, they've had a go on Zelda, play Animal Crossing every day. Um, they are going to wallop me at something at some I, point. I actually can't wait till Serena gets good because like, um, my wife doesn't isn't interested, which is fine. She just doesn't care about games. Since it, from when I went sixteen bit to polygonal, mm-hmm. she stopped at that point. Um, but when Serena finally gets good, it'll be just having somebody to play co-op and competitively in the house. Yeah, it'll be amazing. Look, I can't wait for. That. Oh, it is. That's that's brilliant. Those those yeah. are my go-to games now. Like, I mean, I sat and played Mario Wonder with uh, with my daughters. It, it was actually is a is a completely new scenario, right? Because it, I didn't anticipate what it would bring up like cause it's like we went to egx and they had mario wonder there mm. and i'd say to like my six-year-old like don't tell anyone we got it at home <laughs> so, like, like, daddy daddy look, this is a game we got home <laughs> she's literally saying to the staff at the nintendo booth yeah, yeah game oh, i've got a secret and they're like oh yeah what is like, oh, i can't tell you <laughs> jesus yeah, so many you watch it. Yeah, she's about as good as keeping an embargoes most of the games industry to be fair. <laughs> we love a brag. Um, penultimate question before we get out of here and get pissed. Uh, hey, Mikey Park asks, what was your biggest gaming disappointment growing up? The one game you were looking forward to playing more than anything else turned out to be absolute rubbish. My answer, then now forever, Brutal Legend. I was fully expecting some kind of God of War hack and slash, some kind of something like that turns out to be this this RTS kind of thing and I was like, I could not believe it couldn't believe it Jeff Chris. the one that springs to mind is Royal Rumble on the Dreamcast, good, a classic which um, this is an era where you had no mercy in the N64 and you had Smackdown on the Playstation and those were like the two ones and then suddenly the Dreamcast was getting one, it was based on an arcade game so oh, this is going to look shit hot and it was an absolute mess because the selling point was it had nine wrestlers in the, in, in the ring at the same time and it was unplayable. It was absolutely <laughs> unplayable because you just couldn't, you couldn't the, the ring was tiny and you couldn't look at anyone. Yeah. So you just basically got in and started battering the button and it was atrocious. Um, that's the one that springs to mind. Like usually I do my due, my due diligence and if it's a game that I haven't um, reviewed, I'll see if it's got good reviews. So usually... I'm quite lucky in, in that most of the games I play t- end up being good. Just check Metacritic. Don't even bother reading the, the reviews. Just score it. I'm a, I'm I'm quite a positive person. I, when it comes to reviewing games, I can kind of find good in most games anyway. So yeah. I never really get I've, massively. I've, I've read down. your Sonic Frontiers review, mate. I'm, a, I'm aware of that. It's a good game. <laughs> what, a, what a cracker, Andy. A game you were disappointed in. So um, this is an infamous story uh, within our old workplace. <laughs> 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 Uh, the uh, N64 magazine, right, um, which was the unofficial Nintendo magazine at the time, Future Mag. Oh, God, um, I'm already in my head spinning. That, which that Christmas, um, like, so Zelda Ocarina of Time, right, was the most anticipated game ever. Like, I, I it was the GTA game, yeah. uh, the size game at the time. Like, the day it came out, right, you could not get it anywhere like i've ne- never since have i um and probably never will i again see anything like that because obviously now we buy games digitally um uh, about three uh, it came out the same christmas as Turok 2, right? <laughs> and in 64 max my favorite game of all, like all time at that, well, at that point well my favorite game at that time was, was goldeneye right i played it like every single day um played with my friends every single week um and they reviewed it i think they gave it like something stupid like 95% or something and they said it was better like that was the cover line better than Goldeneye <laughs> right 
So I could only buy one. So instead of buying Ocarina of Time, well, I'm going to have to buy Turok 2 now, aren't I? What a load of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you couldn't, like once I realised my error, because Zelda came out the next week, you couldn't, you couldn't get, I, 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 yeah. I begged my parents, they're like, yeah, I right, get it, get, we'll get it for you. You couldn't get it anywhere. I mean, I went to every shop within f like 30 miles of my house. It was sold out everywhere because everyone pre-ordered it. Um, so in the end, I had to rent it. I rented it from Blockbuster. That wasn't cheap back still then. Still got it. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. The, that, the Blockbuster's funny. gone now, so I can say that. <laughs> it's funny because as soon as you said Turok, one of the big ones for me also is very similar. It was the South Park game, which used the Turok 2 engine on N64. An iguana, mate. Yeah. Those South, charlatans. South Park game was, I was I was the world's biggest <laughs> South Park fan at the time because it was pretty new at the time. It was mm. like a couple of seasons. I've got bigger, bigger, bigger like disappointments than that though. But but for me, I, as as a massive South Park fan at the time, I was like, this is the, this is it. This is the South Park game. And then like the first three levels were just a million turkeys just run that you constantly and you're just throwing snowball, oh, snowballs at turkeys now. over yeah. and over and over again. Every time you turn the corner, okay. like Yoshi's story was a pretty big disappointment. Mm. Um. Well, probably this is years later. I'm not really a kid at the time, but Perfect Dark Zero is probably my biggest ever disappointment. Yeah, what a load of shite. Sorry to my <laughs> friends who worked on it. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Um, oh, I actually wanted to answer this question as well. Calm Taylor says, Chris writes books and he's made games. What is your creative special speciality outside of video games, Jordan? Um, I, I, video games is my thing. I'm a dino eight aside striker. That's about it. Every, every Thursday I play eight aside and I'm the greatest striker that doesn't run you'll ever see. Built like I can Fenwa. That's what you need in, in five aside though, isn't yeah. it? Because it <laughs> people try and tackle me and I just go, well, you're like they not just, moving yeah, me. They think, well, right, they think they're, they're like, you know, Pep Guardiola or whatever. I'll just get the big guy and put the back. No, stick him in the middle. Yeah. Put him up front. It's great. It's, 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 the white Lukaku, they call me. It's the they chant, it, they chant it for the for the for the rafters. Um, the actual final felt, question. Felt like Zendaya. <laughs> <laughs> the actual final question, and it was asked um, a lot, but I'm going to give the credit to Ed, who asked it immediately following this uh, call for questions. This is just who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, how dare you? Which club is bigger, West Ham or Celtic? Well, Celtic. Well, to quote Andy Robinson's favourite line, <laughs> yeah, conversation but it's, over. But it's, it's, it's not. The thing is, like, but we can go deeper into that, right? Yeah, there's definitely. You're like one the of definition. the biggest cities in like the the country, right? Mm -hmm. And you got two clubs. Yeah, well, we've got one club. How many clubs are in London? Yeah, look at how many clubs. Look at how many clubs that loaded, would whoop Celtic, right? It's a loaded. That are in are in London, right? Chelsea, one. Arsenal, nah, Chelsea, West Ham, Spurs, West Ham Crystal me. Palace, Spurs on a technicality. Like, it's a loaded question because it depends on how you define bigness, mm -hmm. like whether it's fan base size or whether it's money. No, I, I, money I, you know, I have no doubt whatsoever. If you put Celtic in the Premier League, then they would be they would be incredibly successful eventually. Um, but but right now, I think recently we whooped you five 0 didn't we, with our kids out? I don't recall. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember, I don't remember <laughs> the losses. I don't remember yeah. the losses. Yeah. Um, when was the last, what was the last uh, what was the last European Cup you won? Well, the one last year. That's not a European I think Cup. Six months, <laughs> six months ago, mate. That's not a European Cup. I was there, mate. It was brilliant. <laughs> was the last one you won? Uh, we won the European Cup, nineteen sixty-seven. Thank you very much. Do you know where? I where um, well. 
we're, we're currently on something like a 32 uh, European uh, win streak. Oh, and I seem to remember that you've just won your first we in won 10 one. years. We won one. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, uh, it's a we, nice change, isn't it? We put we Copenhagen to uh, Feyenoord to the sword, mate. <laughs> it wasn't 90 minutes of the worst know, my, football my you've dad, ever my seen. My dad made a lot of money off of that. Yeah. I was very pleased. Good times. Yeah. yeah. Celtic's in a great state at the he moment. Was a, like, that sounds really bad, doesn't it? Yeah, because he, he'd uh, bribed the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he was on VAR. <laughs> oh... Let's VR and disallow this podcast. Uh, that's it for this week. Uh, next week, I'll cut together uh, a daft wee best of for all our nonsense throughout the year, and then we'll be back in January with your regularly scheduled VGC podcast. Uh, thanks to Grant Kirkhope for use of the VGC podcast. <laughs> I just, theme. I just text him. <laughs> you know, we so we put up an article today. Um, game composers pick their best music of twenty twenty three. Yeah. And he's he's not in it. Like um, uh, <laughs> he's not. I didn't do it. Um, Matt Matt Omberg, a great uh, you know kind of music freelancer, did it. And um, I, so I texted him. I know he's on Pacific time. He lives in LA. Said so like, oh, cause I thought he's going to be annoyed when he sees this. So I asked him like, oh mate, like if you quick, you tell me what your favorite game music is. Get a bit of you know, give me some words. I'll put it in. And he just replied again, yeah, your your guy Matt already asked. I can't be bothered. <laughs> oh, Grant, we love him dearly. Until. Next year, uh, from me, Jordan, it is goodbye. Say goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Chris. Say goodbye, Andy. Bye. And we will see you <laughs> next year. VGC, a video games podcast, is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. 